Hello and welcome to the Farming Banker Podcast. My name is Jeremy Dutch. I am the Farming Banker. I uh, farm with my father. I am also a an agricultural lender um, and commercial lender for German American State Bank, which brings me to my next point, which is the... Um, the, the views that are expressed on this podcast are not the views of German American State Bank. They are the views of the farming banker. So now that I got that out of the way, I, uh, I guess I'm free to talk about uh, what I want to today. And, and, and to be honest with you, it's a little bit off uh, schedule. We, we've talked about um, renewals, um, banking ratios. We've talked about um, the SBA and, and some COVID relief that has come up here. Uh, I, I've had a couple guests on that have talked to us about uh, crop insurance, um, options, how to protect you know, your, your, your margins, that type of thing. And, and so today, I want to switch gears a little bit before our next podcast where we get back into things. But I want to, to, to kind of honor and acknowledge a, a really influential person in my life. Um, my grandfather uh, passed away today uh, 25 years ago. And, um, you know, just in honor of that, I've been kind of thinking of him uh, today. We had a party, a family party over the weekend where we shared some stories. And I just got to thinking that, you know, as the years have gone on, we've talked about him less and less. And uh, I, I'm really just impressed with the, the legacy that he left and, and, and the name that him and my grandmother built. And so I just thought I'd honor him today. And, and hopefully you guys... Uh, you know, it maybe in one way or another, it, it's a little bit of a break from the, you know, the the COVID stuff that's going on, the you know all the conflict and in the bad markets, the agriculture, and we can just uh, honor somebody that that gave it all, uh, you know, to his family, to his kids, to farming, um, and and you know to be an inspiration. So here we go. My uh, so my like I said, my grandpa died 25 years ago. He died in 1995, June 29th. 1995. I was 15 years old. Um, he was 69 when he had passed, uh, and he had, he had struggled with uh, heart disease most of his life. Um, I, I believe that um, he had his first heart attack at about the age of 37, and um, I, I always remember him um, just being a hard and really strong worker, but I remember him that, that it was a little bit short-lived, that he could work real hard and strong um, you know, in certain times, but he needed a rest. He was quite slower than what he was, and a lot of what what had ended up happening is a lot, he had a lot of uh, artery blockage, um, and and it was I guess a fairly um, dangerous procedure to remove that blockage, and there was some some threats uh, or some complications that could arise with that that he just he didn't want to uh, he didn't want to take chances on. So, uh, give you a little bit of background on him. He he was the son of an orphan. My great grandfather. Uh, from what I understand, was was an orphan that was um, adopted for uh, work on a farm, and, and I guess the trade-off was just some room and board uh, for him. Um, and, and so he was a, a, a son of, of, of an orphan. He, he what I remember, funny stories I've, I've heard about him and, you know, where he gets his, his hard work ethic is that, you know, my dad used to tell me, you know, he was plowing with a team of horses in second grade and that, you know, uh, in in his family, that that you know what was you know their their worth or contribution contribution to society was how hard they worked, and um, you know it, it sounded like he definitely um, you know carried that legacy from his father, 
um, just to be working hard and things of that sort. So uh, he married my grandmother, I believe, at the age of 17. She was 15. The two of them uh, actually had to, uh, I guess, you know, not so many words, run away. Uh, they had to go over to the state of uh, Missouri. So they got married in St. Louis at the ages of 17 and 15. And and I believe after a short period of time uh, down in his hometown of, of Ava, Illinois, which just is a little bit north and west of Carbondale, they ended up moving up here to the northern Illinois area. Um, stories that I've heard is that he's worked as a, uh, um, a, a milkman. I've got a picture of him in a truck that, that uh, he collected uh, you know, old cans of milk. Um, that he worked at Green Giant and had a couple other off-farm income you know, jobs as he was trying to build his legacy. Like I said, he had a heart attack at the age of 37, um, and, and he struggled with that from that point on. I, I believe he, he had um, open-heart surgery uh, in, in the early or mid-70s, and, and it was somewhat of a progressive uh, new thing, I guess, at that point in time where it was a very dangerous uh, and invasive surgery just because it was something new. And, and I know that it was the old type where they cut them open, they cut your sternum and kind of laid your organs out and worked on you and tried to put you back together. And so I know he was one of the earlier uh, patients under that type of thing. And and so, like I said, you know, that was uh, early 70s. He ended up living till uh, the 19, you know, mid-90s here uh, as he had passed away, like I said, uh, today, June 29th, 1995. I just want to share a couple fun stories and reflect on some of the things that has changed in ag um, from this point forward in the uh, podcast. So uh, <laughs> the, one of the funniest stories that I know um, that my dad has told me. I was not alive during this time, but uh, it just is, is kind of a, a funny story to me. And this is probably the one that I think is the most funny. Um, and that is when he, he was diagnosed, at, I, I believe in, in the 70s after his open heart surgeries, the doctor gave him, you know, six months or a year to live. And, and uh, so he ended up buying a whole new line of machinery and he felt that that was a succession plan. <laughs> And so he ended up buying machinery, and, and John Deere at the time would give you, um, you know, life and disability insurance against that brand new machinery. And it was the only kind of insurance that he could qualify for, given his, you know, his his heart condition. So he he had basically had figured that I'm going to buy this machinery. I bought he bought two tractors. He bought a 4430. He bought a combine, um, a 6620 at the time. Uh, you'd have to ask my dad. I, I don't know if there was any other machinery he bought there, but he figured that that would be a good start um, for my dad. Uh, it, you know, when he had passed away, he'd have a brand new line of machinery all paid off, and it would it would be his succession plan. Well, as I've already uh, kind of ruined the spoiler, uh, he passed in 1995, so that plan didn't actually work. Uh, he had he ended up having to. Uh, pay off all that machinery and, and uh, live quite uh, longer than the six months or a year. And, and I am certainly thankful of that because I got to know him. Uh, a couple of characteristics of him that I just think are funny. Um, you know, he would he would take apart anything just to see how it worked. I, I remember him taking apart um, some watches and, you know, he would just he would take anything apart just to see how it would work and, and put it back together. He was very mechanically inclined, really hard worker. Loved working on machinery. Loved being, you know, um, you know, out in his shop. There was a lot of times I remember driving by. We lived just down the road from him, and I, I would drive by, you know, coming home from, uh, you know, some kind of sporting event, and the shop lights would be on, and he'd just be out there tinkering. So, um, 
quite a man that way. Uh, the the funny personality part of him that I, I think is a little bit funny as well is that he um, he used to get dirty, but somehow managed to keep all of his clothes clean. And, and the thing that I remember he used to get the most upset with me about as a kid is that if I would have my grease, you know, if I had my hands all greasy and I'd wipe it on my pants. And he carried a shop towel around and said the shop towel is for you know, wiping your hands on, don't wipe, you know, dirt on your clothes. And there was a lot of days at the end of the day, he, he would have grease all over his arms, he'd have it all over his face, but he wouldn't have it one bit on his clothes. And so, I, you know, it must be a, a, it must have been a generational thing coming out of, you know, the depression and things of that sort, because I, I know he was born in 26, I believe. But I, I just always thought that was funny as a kid that I would see him, he'd be covered in grease, on every you know skin part of his body, but his clothes would be clean, and that that was what uh, what he always wanted to, to stress to me is to keep my clothes clean. So uh, upon you know obviously all the other um, life lessons that he had taught me as far as how machinery works, how to take care of machinery, working hard, you know being an honest guy. Um, you know I get a lot of feedback from people in the ag community that just tell me he was um, you know just a heck of a good guy. I uh, give you his time. He'd help you out with anything, and and I I certainly am thankful that he passed those characteristics off to my father and me. So I'm proud of him that way. And so brings me to just you know my next I guess next part of the, or or part of this podcast that I'm really kind of thinking about is it you know as we reflect, my dad and I talk a lot about you know today in ag versus you know versus the the period of time in ag that he was in, you know, before he passed and what he'd really recognize uh, things. And so I guess I'm, you know, I, I just want to reflect on that and just talk about how far we've come in, in agriculture in general. So um, what I know, what, what what he used to plant with, I think the last uh, rig he planted corn with, I know he planted a lot with a eight row wide um, planter in an open cab 4320. I do believe that he was able to plant a little bit of corn before he passed when we moved to a 12-row, 30-inch uh, planter. And I, I can't remember if we planted with a 44-30 or if it was a 46-30. And I think he spent a little bit of time in that. But majority of his planting tractor days w- consisted of an open cab 4320 and 8-row wide planter. And so when I reflect on that and say, gosh, you know, we're planting with a 8230 and a 1770, you know, central uh, a CCS planner and you know we've got all the guidance and swath control row shutoffs all that type of stuff you know um would he really know how to get in and plan it and, and would it blow his mind and and I tend to think that he'd be pretty proud and, and impressed of the technology and, and how things have changed and so then you move into the combine that I guess the last thing that I remember him being in was the 7720 and and so you know, it was probably been a seventy-seven twenty in either uh, in a six-row. So, so I do believe he probably was involved in in, in our twelve-row narrows. And uh, so he, I think I believe he ran the seventy-seven twenty with a six-row head. Um, and today, you know, we're we're a, a ninety-six. I'm sorry, an S six sixty. We're in an S six sixty with an eight-row head. And um, you know, I think that that machine is you know it's just so big compared to what he was having. I think that he would be. Just impressed with everything going on. So, you know, I kind of reflect with my dad of what what were the things that, you know, we've been doing here on the farm that, that he'd be impressed with. And I think that it's, you know, definitely the uh, the precision agriculture and how we use technology. Um, 
how you can see yield maps and soil samples and all those types of things that, that, that help us make decisions today. I think that would blow his mind. Uh, he wasn't alive when we purchased, uh, when we started um, constructing our, our hog finishing building. He was involved with the initial discussions of that, but he was not um, alive when we did finish that. And, and I think he'd be just extremely impressed on how, you know, you finish out so many hogs and the efficiency of that building. Our, our trucking fleet, you know, maybe he, we had three, four trucks on the uh, that were, you know, on the road were when he had, had passed away. You know, our trucking fleet, our, our machinery fleet, all of that would just blow his mind. And then I think the biggest thing that, that we're proud of, you know, and that's just, you know, his legacy and the things that he left behind and, you know, the work ethics and that type of stuff that, that you know, continued with the farm and where my dad's taking it today. So, uh, like I said, it was, I appreciate uh, everybody and just indulging me and being able to honor my grandfather and a very influential person in my life and somebody that I care for. And like I said, you know, we, we don't talk about him as much. And so I figured I'd just give him a shout out today. So appreciate you guys uh, listening in. If any of you want to call me on the podcast, share funny stories or do the same, I, I would love to hear this. It's a nice breakup to you know, some of the, all the, the, the numbers and things that we have to keep track of um, throughout the ag industry. And it's a fun little exercise, I think. I certainly enjoyed being able to share this. And so if there's somebody that wants to do the same, reach, uh, reach out to me. My uh, email address is Jeremy Dutch. It's uh, J-E-R-E-M-Y-D-O-E-T-C-H at me.com. So again, Jeremy Dutch at me.com. Reach out to me. We'll get you scheduled on the podcast. And uh, again, thank you so much for the time. I appreciate it. And uh, I miss you, Grandpa.